Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. Hello, hello. I am back. I know. I know. I already said this before. It was like a few months ago. I did a whole Casey Chats episode and I was like, you know, I just need to take a break from the podcast, but I'm back again. Well, then I kind of kept taking more breaks. And you know what? I'm not saying I'm not going to be taking any other breaks ever again because it might happen. But I believe it's been like a month since I had an episode out and now we are back with some more. I just felt like I needed to take some time off, you know, enjoy the holidays, all of that stuff. And honestly, last year I started getting to the point where I was feeling unmotivated to do the podcast. I felt like I was forcing it and it's not that I love to do it because I do. I absolutely love doing this podcast, but sometimes doing the same thing like every week, it was just starting to like get to me. And especially the fact that I, you know, do everything. I record it, I edit, I market it, I find the people, I do the podcast prep calls, like every single piece of it I am doing. And I just got to the point where I just really needed to take a step back. And you know what? Honestly, it's kind of like how they say you don't know what you got till it's gone almost. (laughs) At least that's how I'm kind of feeling right now. I am ready for it again. I just really need to take that break and be okay with it. And now I am ready to go. It's a new year. Happy new year. It's 2022, which is crazy to think about. I honestly, I just never, like, you never really thought about after 2020, at least I didn't. I feel like that year always sounded so crazy to people. Um, So now that it's 2022, I'm like, what? How has that happened? It's crazy. But I'm really excited. Um, As you know, if you clicked on this episode, you saw it's not actually a Casey Chats episode, but here I am chatting with you. So this is something I figure... I'll start doing this year. That's a little new. And I think that's why I also felt like I needed to take a break with it because I felt like I needed to do something fresh, something new, but I loved the whole idea of like everything that I do, but I needed something and I couldn't figure out what it was. So I'm thinking maybe this is it. You know, this is the new thing that I can do where even if I'm doing an interview, I could do a little mini like Casey Chats intro here, kind of catch you up on life, business, you know, things that are happening, whatever. 
before actually digging into the interview. I won't make it too crazy long. I know some of the interviews could end up being really long, so I don't want to make it too long, but I think it'd be a nice way to kind of play a little catch up also, right? So this is something new that I'll be doing this year. We'll see if anything else comes out of it, you know, if I decide to add some other little things here and there for the podcast, but I'm pretty excited about this year. I have some different you know, plans and ideas to do for Caitlin Castle Creations. I have some plans and ideas to do for the podcast, interviewing like guests and everything. Also, I started off the year with doing already the biggest sale of the year for my business. So in case if you are new to the podcast, I am a brand photographer and strategist. I have a background of over seven years in corporate marketing, so I love, love, love being able to help my clients build their businesses through brand photography and through getting crystal clear on their brand vision and voice and marketing plan and understanding what a brand actually is. So this first week of this year, I decided let's start off big. I don't do sales often at all. I really don't. So I decided, you know what? It's a new year. Most of the time people are coming up with, whether it's personal or business goals and intentions. And I felt like what a better time than now to do the biggest sale of the year, especially since I don't often do sales. Why not? Let's just do it now. You know, everybody's having these plans and they want to, you know, do X, Y, and Z for their businesses or personal as well. So why not do it? Um, Something I also didn't mention is that I also do boudoir photography too. So that's where I throw in the, the personal aspect of it too, because really anybody can do boudoir, not just business owners. But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a fun year. I'm excited for all of the new clients that I have received by doing this sale. So excited. Actually, I think today, yesterday was the last day. So today's kind of first day off the sale. But I'm really excited about the new clients that I received for brand photography, boudoir photography, and brand strategy. It's going to be awesome. I love getting new faces, new business businesses and brands that I'm going to be working with. So I know that it's, you know, starting the year off strong, super excited about it. And then otherwise, you know, it's January in New England. So it is cold. Um, Today, as I'm recording this, I think it said it's like 17 degrees out, maybe even colder than that with like wind chill of below zero. So it's a cold one. It really is. So it just kind of going with it, you know, it's just winter. You gotta, you gotta take it while it's here and make the best out of it. <laughs> so can't really complain too much. Just got to go with it. Something that I wanted to kind of include and incorporate in these little mini Casey chats is, you know, bringing up something that I either found to be inspirational, motivational, encouraging, or empowering, since that's the whole, you know, theme of the Inspired by Her Story podcast. 
And so what I wanted to talk to is the fact that, you know, I mentioned that I was kind of feeling unmotivated with doing the podcast recently, right? And I found myself not listening to any other podcasts anymore. I just like felt like I needed a break from them, not reading any books. Like, however, I have been doing like course courses and stuff like that that I've purchased. So it's not like I'm not, you know, trying to grow in some sort of way. But all of the like motivational and inspirational things, I just for some reason felt disconnected. I just was having a moment. So I decided, you know, of course, when it's a new year, it I feel like it's so much easier to be like, okay, let's get back to things. Let's get back to these certain things that I know I like to do, but for some reason just ended up pushing off. So I recently picked back up an audiobook that I was reading or listening to. I never know how to say it. I feel like if it's an audiobook, you're listening to it, right? Some people will say they're reading it. So let's say I was listening to it. Um, If you've ever heard of Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo, and actually, if you listened to my podcast with Joanne Dungsing, this was, oh my God, I think back in 2019. Yeah, because it was definitely before COVID hit. She actually mentioned it. She was the first person who told me about this book. And then I kept hearing about it since then. And I I was so excited to pick it back up. I think I started it last year. And then I decided to pick it back up again. And I love the whole idea around it, especially because, you know, something that I often say is, I don't know, I'll figure it out. You know, like everything in life, even when I was like starting out my business, I'm like, I'll figure it out. Or if I have like something going on with a client or something, I'll be like, oh, I'll figure it out. So I knew I would really connect with this book since it's pretty much that idea. But on like a bigger level than that, um, it's such a good book. I definitely recommend it if you haven't read it or listened to it. It's a really good one. So again, it's Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. I ended up finishing that pretty quickly. I decided to start listening to it when I was doing like mundane tasks. So, you know, like when I would normally listen to podcasts, which would be when I'm driving or maybe if I was cleaning, that was a big one. And I have to say, I do not like cleaning very much. And it made it such an easier task by listening to an audiobook because then you start to forget what you were doing. So I was cleaning, you know, if I was driving, even when I was cooking sometimes, if I didn't have to like super focus on the recipe, um, I was listening to it and I listened, I finished it pretty quickly. And so now I'm on a new book, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So if you haven't listened to that or read that, I highly recommend it. Literally, soon as he first started, I was like, whoa, just like mind blown. Seriously. And I'm not even halfway through probably. And I feel like I got so much out of it already. So I definitely recommend that. And it's not just for both books really are not just for business owners. I know there's a lot of books out there that are especially dedicated to business owners, entrepreneurs, or if it's just business related. But this is for anybody and everybody. I've been loving it. I definitely recommend it. So that is my you know, a little something of inspiration and motivation that I wanted to share with you guys in case if you would be interested also. I feel like it's such a great time to start picking up books or audiobooks, whatever they might be. So add that to your list for sure. 
otherwise. I'm really excited about this week's episode with Angela. She is all the way in Australia, so I feel very honored that she woke up super early in order to do the podcast recording with me. And I feel like this episode is literally the perfect episode to start off the year because there was so much inspiration and motivation within the episode itself. I got so much out of it, as I do for most of my episodes. And I know that you will get a lot out of it too. So I'm super pumped. Also want to kind of share about the fact that, you know, we recorded this back in the beginning of November. So in case if you hear certain things regarding time or weather or things like that, it kind of makes sense. I know there was a few times she mentioned about, you know, in 2022, and you might be thinking, we already are there, Caitlin. Um, So I wanted to kind of let you know that, We recorded this in the beginning of November, so obviously some things could have changed since then, but it's an amazing episode, so inspiring. She has so much greatness to share, so let's just get right to it then. Today on Inspired by Her Story is Angela Henderson. Angela is an international award-winning business coach for women international keynote speaker and podcaster who helps women in businesses get all the pieces and places to have consistent five-figure months and then onto six seven-figure years without burning out in the process. During this episode, Angela talks more about the difference between stress, burnout, and a mental health diagnosis. Again, if that starts to happen, then you really need to again be continually checking with the alignment piece, the boundaries piece, the choice piece. You know, a lot of people will say, um, will start saying yes to things. And my kind of philosophy is like, unless it's a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. All right. Mm-hmm. And that again, that boundary, it's okay to say no, right? It's okay to say yes. But again, choice, what is that? Outsourcing in your business and personal life. And the beauty about doing this too is that as a business you know, owner, the thing is, is there actually might be things that people keep telling you to outsource, which actually you might need to keep because it's easier and it's actually you love them. An example of that is I do all my own sales calls. So even though, you know, I'm a seven figure business coach, the reality of it is, is I still like to do my own sales calls. There's no one more invested in that than me. I want to make sure that the right people are coming into my world. So I'm energetically aligned with them and going to be able to help them. Um, And it's just, they too want to see me. They don't want to see a sales team, right? And how human to human marketing can help your business. And so I encourage you to think about where are you having experiences and interactions with your own brand? Where are you having conversations? Because here's the thing, conversations equal connections. Add that together, it equals conversions. Let's hear more about her journey. Welcome to the podcast, Angela. Hey, hey, so fun to be here today. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. You are coming all the way from Australia. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this podcast. I know, especially timing is, can be a little hard between us. Um, but I'm so excited because I love everything that you're about your energy and everything we're going to talk to. So thank you so much for joining me today. It is. I I love being around amazing humans such as yourself. So anytime I can hop on a podcast and, you know, help your audience and help you always happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much. And so if you want to just start off with telling everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I got into this crazy world of entrepreneurship, uh, 
gosh, 11 years ago it's been now. I was playing with my son on the floor. I looked down at all the toys. Everything was electronic. I thought, surely, again, I'm not against electronics. My kids have iPads too, you know, et cetera. But I thought, again, I was like, there's going to be a better way. As an ex-mental health clinician where I used to work and do diagnostic assessments for adult and child mental health, diagnosing people with schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety, et cetera. I was looking down going, there's going to be a better way, surely, to help with better fine motor skill development, gross motor skill development, color recognition, et cetera. So I went on a mission looking for other toys, and I was lucky enough to find a variety of these educational toys. And that's where my first business started, which is named after my son, Finley and me. And we really focused on creating childhood memories through play, love, and travel. Uh, also, so it was great. We sold, we started off with zero products. We ended up selling 1,400 different products over that time, which is great. But I also learned the importance of having a secondary income stream. So I started blogging for my audience, which was mothers around depression, anxiety, loneliness of motherhood, etc. And I got quite a fairly uh, big following from there. Then it was really cool because then I started getting asked to do sponsored content, influencer content. And during that time, I was signed with Netflix as one of their top three influencers here in Australia and New Zealand. And that was a really great opportunity. But again, another great way to have a different income stream and not being reliant all on one. And then uh, where I am now is I'm a business consultant working with women around the world to help them hit you know four and five figure months and then on to six and seven figure years, but without burning out in the process. And that was never on the card. I uh, never had that on my vision board. It was never on my goals. It was never anything. But after two months uh, and 14 different coffee dates, and I don't drink coffee, the penny kind of dropped that, oh, if I would have charged those people for my expertise, I could have a secondary business. And that's how Angela Henderson Consulting. So now I work with women in a variety of different ways, depending on how they learn best and what works best for their business, because I don't do cookie cutter. I do it very personalized for family, um, business, personality etc and I do one-on-one consulting I have an action takers mastermind a 12-month accelerator and I also run Australia's leading women in business retreat so a little bit of where I was and where I am today yeah awesome thank you so much for sharing and I love that you talk to burnout because I think that is such an important topic whether you are an entrepreneur even for those who are even in the corporate world really anywhere burnout is such an important topic to talk to. So I'd love to hear what kind of advice would you give someone if in order to like, feel like they can avoid burnout, especially when having your own business? I mean, I think there's a few things that I always talk about. One is alignment. A lot of people at some stage, I believe we all do, we forget why we're in business and things start to become unaligned. We start chasing the dollar, right? We start, we forget to continue to add with value first. And when things start to become out of alignment is normally when I see some patterns in the entrepreneur space of people starting to become unraveled, right? And so again, I always say, if you can check in weekly, monthly, daily, even is what I'm doing in alignment. Does this light me up? Am I excited to be doing what I'm doing? Um, And if not, then again, we need to start checking ourselves because typically it's, it's no longer serving you the way you need to. The second thing I say is boundaries. More often than not, people are breaching their boundaries. Their boundaries 
client boundaries, uh, family boundaries, whatever. And when again, the boundaries start to get blurred, I normally see burnout again uh, leading to those. So those are the, the main two that I see in order to avoid. If you can remember, you start to go, oh, I'm, I'm really resenting my clients. Normally I say, well, go back and well, why is it? And nine times out of 10, genuinely is something around the lines like, well, they keep messaging me on the weekends. Okay, but what are you doing with that? Because you have choice. And they go, well, I'm responding. I feel like I have to. And I said, well, you've just breached your boundary and the clients have breached your boundaries. So again, you either need to fix this or stop bitching about it because you have choice. And that's another big thing that I talk about burnout uh, is the alignment piece. Um, the boundary piece and the choice piece. You have choice every single day, what you do and what you don't do. And in my opinion, women, because I work with women, often like to look for the blame game, right? Husband's not, or husband or partner's not doing this. The kids are doing this. The in-laws are doing this. Poor me, poor me, poor me. But you have choice. You have choice how you show up every day. You have choice what you do and what you don't do. But stop blaming, stop bitching, and choose accordingly. All right? Take responsibility for your life because nobody is coming to save you. So if you want this life that you've got in your vision board, then you need to make it happen. Nobody else. So take responsibility and just remember every single day you have choice. Um, and the last thing that I would say to that is remember the difference between stress burnout and a full-blown mental health diagnosis stress will normally stress can be like oh my goodness I hope I've got the link for Caitlin today I hope my alarm doesn't go off or sorry does it not go off right I hope I'm there on time right it's a little bit of thing but it goes away very quickly it doesn't hang around burnout things start feeling heavier things start just like you you literally feel like your shoulders are getting weighed upon right you walk into your office and you're just like oh this sucks oh whatever like everything starts to become like almost like you're walking through mud okay again if that starts to happen then you really need to again be continually checking with the alignment piece the boundaries piece the choice piece you know, a lot of people will say, um, will start saying yes to things. And my kind of philosophy is like, unless it's a fuck, yes, it's a fuck. No. All right. Mm -hmm. And that again, that boundary, it's okay to say no, right? It's okay to say yes. But again, choice, what is that? And the last thing I'll say, so you've got the stress a little bit, burnout starts to weigh heavier, but a full-blown mental health diagnosis in order, like if I were to diagnose you with, you know, a major depressive disorder, generalized anxiety, uh, any of those type of diagnoses, the reality of it is that it needs to be impacting all three areas of your life. So in adults, that's home, community, work, or business. And in children, it's home, community, and school. And so again, if things are starting to look chaos in home life and work life or business and community, then I, you know, I would say it's probably time you need meet with your family doctor, start having a conversation because once you have a full-blown mental health, quote unquote, break, physiologically, your brain will never be the same again. So again, it becomes wobbly and you're more prone to the depressive episodes reappearing, etc. So I know it's a long winded answer, but I think it's important to be able to talk to, you know, to avoid what, you know, burnout, looking at your alignment boundaries and choice. And again, understanding the importance of stress, burnout, and um, it's a full blown diagnosis. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like there's so much that like we could talk to you with all of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I find it so important. So 
I've mentioned to you before how, you know, I'm a brand photographer. So especially with photography, there tends to be different seasons, right? Like busier season fall, especially is like a really big season here in new England. Um, and, um, winter is a little bit slower because it's really cold outside. A lot of people don't really want to go outside if they don't have to. So there's different seasons. So as you were talking about, especially like boundaries, I've noticed, especially this year, because now I'm starting to enter more, um, going into my slower season, busy season, starting to wind down. And I've noticed, you know, of course, as I'm busier, I have way more clients that are trying to get in touch with me and they're reaching out to me through Facebook messenger, through DMS, through texting me. And I made it a habit of responding any time of the day, because there'd be other times where I'm like, oh, well, I'm a little slower. What's one client once a week, sending me a message on Facebook, you know, like I could answer it. But then once busy season comes all of a sudden, I found myself feeling so stressed out, overwhelmed, feeling like 10 o'clock at night, I had to answer DMS. And then I had to, you know, check myself again and be like, Caitlin, you need to, you need to set boundaries. Like right now you have multiple clients reaching out to you multiple, like in one day, and it's just becoming too much. So as you were saying that I was realizing that I think maybe that was something that I was dealing with is before when it was slower, I felt like it was okay. Cause I didn't feel that overwhelm from it, but I really need to keep this consistency because my clients need to understand, like, these are my boundaries and these are put in place like 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that you bring that up is that, listen, there's always going to be seasons in our business. There'll never be a hundred percent of an even kill, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of time, and we know when we're in those busy seasons, there is a little bit of sacrifice, whether or not it's, we see less of our family, maybe, you know, it, whatever the list goes on, like it, it just is what it is. And I think it's the nature, but it's more about just being mindful of that, right? And where mm-hmm. I see the burnout happen is people haven't been mindful of their alignment. People haven't been uh, uh, mindful of their boundaries. People haven't been mindful of their choices. So they're kind of just keep saying, go, 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 go. And then what happens is that finally they hit breaking point. And so it's more about regardless of you're in the busy season and you go, oh, yes, I am here. This is what I'm feeling. I'm going to communicate to my family. Da, 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 da. Then things... You, Control's not the right word I'm looking for, but you can almost step into that busy season with a little bit less guilt, a little Mm -hmm. bit less overwhelm, a little bit less panic, because you're going to keep reminding yourself of those three things right along the way. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's more about like, and also give yourself grace, busy seasons and busy seasons. Of course, you don't want to say no to, um, if you know, like say for you, winter's really slow. Well then, and you, you've got a particular revenue that you need in order for your, your fit, their lifestyle continue. Of course, you're going to kind of just do what you can for your family and you, but again, that mindfulness. And again, that choice that if I am getting tired or the boundaries are lacking that you can choose to change that. So you no longer have to feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's so important for people to remember as business owners too, and being your own boss, is that you do have that choice, right? Sometimes I feel like people tend to almost either take too much on or put too many things on the back burner, but they have to remember that, you know, you have this choice over your actions and what it is that you are doing. And I also think there's that choice that a part of it, like a subheading underneath is 
you know, the, the importance of asking for help, right? Because a lot of times, especially women, it's actually my newsletter that's going out today at time of recording is all about the one thing that has radically changed my life in the last three weeks. And the thing there is my home life, again, that alignment piece, right? And I actually talked about it on the newsletter, my alignment in my home life was a little bit starting to look chaos, right? And, and there's a saying I talk about is your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. So my home life outside looks messy, then I knew my inside world was starting to look messy too. So again, I was like, all right, what, what can I do here? I, I need some help because what's happening in my, it's funny, I thought baby season was hard. Actually, my son's now 12 and my daughter's eight. I reckon it's going to be harder the next five years than ever before because all I do is Uber. It's like more basketball trainings, more basketball games, more, more events. There's all this more, more, and more. And yes, we have choice. And actually we have quite tight boundaries. Both of my kids just play basketball. We're not off doing a million different things, but there's still trainings every single week, right? There's still games every single week. But I show this with you because one of the things that we for also forget to do is ask for help. And so I, I outsource an enormous amount. I've got an OBM. I've got three VAs. I've got a podcast team. So I've got no... Um, mindset stuff around outsourcing but this next outsource was I was like oh what's the judgment and that is I hired a house manager slash personal assistant and I was like what are people going to think you know I should be able to do this on my own of course I should be able to cook into the dishes but what's happened is that by asking for help the chaos in my home life has decreased and it's allowed me to increase quality time, even more quality time with my kids. It's allowed me to have slower starts to the morning, et cetera, et cetera. And so she comes in for two hours a day. She helps with like post office runs if I need them. She helps, but all the cooking's done, all the laundry's done, everything's done. So I literally just walk out of the office and it's done. And so again, that importance of being able to ask for help will also reduce right? The chances of burnout in whatever way. And often, you know, I've had a cleaner before, which has been great, but this is kind of the next step is that outsourcing has like, again, bought me back my time, reduced my overwhelm. I'm back in rhythm again. So again, never be afraid to ask for help and help might be outsourcing home life stuff first before the other stuff in the business. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that because it's funny how you know, it's easier almost in a way to think about outsourcing in terms of business, but not so much in personal life. Mm -hmm. And I have a mentor who has talked about that before too, where, you know, outsourcing for meal prep, you know, I remember mm -hmm. one time she was using somebody who um, does meal prep. And so she'd get all of her food for like five days or so on Sundays delivered, and then she wouldn't have to worry about it. And it wasn't until she mentioned that, that I thought about the fact that you technically, you know, you can outsource for your personal life too. Mm -hmm. And then it, it really helps you, you know, if you feel like you're not feeling fulfilled almost, right. Or like you're mm -hmm. filling up your cup enough, having that balance almost of, you know, your business, but then also personal life too. Maybe you feel like your, your business is feeling balanced because, you know, you feel like you can outsource or do this and do that. But then when it comes to home life, you're almost taking on even more responsibilities than yes. you actually need to. 100%. And one of the activities that I have all my clients do when they kind of get to that stage 
is that I asked them to write down for three days, everything they do from the minute they wake up until the minute they go to bed, both in home and whatever. And it's like, ideal, you're either writing it on your phone as you're going everywhere, or you're writing it on a piece of paper. And then I asked them to get a piece of paper and write three columns. And I said, I want you to put the um, hate column. The next column is the love slash hate. So it's like, I'll tell that. And then the, um, yeah, so love, love slash hate. No, sorry, I'm missing this up. It's still too early. Hate mm -hmm. column, love slash hate and love. All right. And so obviously in the love column is you just put everything that lights you up. And the beauty about doing this too, is that as a business you know, owner, the thing is, is there actually might be things that people keep telling you to outsource, which actually you might need to keep because it's easier and it's actually, you love them. An example of that is I do all my own sales calls. So even though, you know, I'm a seven figure business coach, the reality of it is, is I still like to do my own sales calls. There's no one more invested in that than me. I want to make sure that the right people are coming into my world. So I'm energetically aligned with them and going to be able to help them. Um, and it's just, they too want to see me. They don't want to see a sales team, right? And if they're going to spend, you know, X amount of money on me, then obviously they, sh I believe they should have an opportunity to connect and chat with me. Now, if I outsource that to a sales team, what I, when I was looking at doing this, it was going to be $20,000 for an onboarding fee. And then they take 30% commission of whatever happens. So ultimately either I'm going to need to increase some of the cost of my programs, which I don't want to do because I don't think that's fair to the women in this instance. And two, um, they're more than likely always going to be chasing the clothes because they want the money versus seeing if they're the right fit. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's an example where I love to do my sales calls, but I had to get other things off my plate. So you have your love column, then you have your love hate column. And that was more around like, listen, I don't, I don't love doing this. I don't hate doing this, but I'll keep doing this. Right. And then you have your absolute hate column. I hate doing the toilets. I hate doing meal prep. I hate answering emails, whatever. And then I say, start outsourcing whatever's in the hate column first, because that will light you, that will alleviate that heaviness and also again, reduce the chances of you burning out. Right. And then potentially leave into that mental health diagnosis. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great little activity to do. Uh, but a lot of people won't do it because it takes time again, mm -hmm. choice, do mm -hmm. it and it's going to help you. Don't do it. Don't whinge about it. Right. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to have to do that now. I'm excited. <laughs> Such a helpful tip between both like business and personal having them all, would you say having them all within kind of like one sheet itself, or would you separate the two? Tell me a little bit more about like with the sheet, when you're collating everything, is what you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just keep, no, just, it's all, almost like a brain dump. Just, you know, for example, like I'd write down today, cause obviously I was up at five, right. I would write, okay, great. Took the dog out for, to the toilet and a quick walk Two, I've prepped lunches for the day. Three, I'm now hopping on a call. So I would start writing just like literally anything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, the last step there would be is once you get to that like hate column and you're starting to look at where, where you're going to outsource, that's where you can almost start combining tasks into like mini position descriptions, right? So one could be like that house manager role where it's more home stuff, right? One might be, oh, a lot of this has to do with like, so creating social media, scheduling social media, managing the community, right? So you might have like more like a community slash content manager role. And then, so it's really great because you can start seeing where you can start to creating the roles and who you potentially would outsource to. So yeah, I hope that helps to clarify a bit more. Yeah, definitely. And while we're on this topic too, I would love to ask, you know, what are maybe some reasons that you see small business owners having a hard time surviving in their businesses? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in my 11 years of being in business, four years being in consulting, and I'm also a business consultant to the state government here in Queensland, Australia, there are definitely common things that I've seen repetitively in the in the with the women that I work with. And one is that they lack, there's like this lack of clarity on what actions to take. So what I talk about here is like most business owners jump into their business the right like head first. And that's exciting. We all kind of are there. But what I'm finding more and more is it's like that's a recipe for overwhelm again. And then what happens is they ultimately don't know what they need to do to move their business forward. So what happens is they just start chasing their tail over and over and over again. Right. And so with that lack of clarity, chaos starts to happen. Confusion starts to happen. They start to second guess themselves on what they're doing. They're like throwing spaghetti at a wall. So the sooner you can get the clarity and strategic direction you need, the better. The second thing I see is shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, you know, being in business can almost feel like you're moving fast, but not getting anywhere, right? Rushing from one shiny object to the other. And again, you could be potentially distracted by the newest I don't know, photography lens that's just come out or the newest graphic design templates that have just come out or the newest PR sales technique, whatever, whatever, insert, whatever, right? Um, But what happens is it's like, again, you're like a squirrel. You just keep going from one thing to another. And that's going to only perpetuate the lack of clarity from my point number one, right? So if shiny object is in, in your life, again, really sitting down, like, what is it? Because here's the thing, underneath shiny object syndrome is literally, typically, aka mindset problems, right? So it might feel like, oh, shiny object, but really what it is, is it could be self-sabotaging behaviors that are sneaking into place, right? Because you, you, you just keep going to Google or YouTube or whatever, because if you actually sat there and implemented what you were supposed to be implementing, that can mean you make more money. And if you make more money, what is your partner going to think if you make more money than him? And what is your family going to think if you're now making $200,000 that they're going to think you're, you know, you're conceited or whatever? Like, so then people almost go into like the spiral of self-sabotage and they get distracted by the shiny objects. Now, I will say caveat there, I have floored ADHD. So on any given day, it's not hard for shiny object syndrome to happen just because of the way my brain is wired. Big difference between shiny object syndrome and ADHD. So I do want to just clarify, because if there's other people out there going, yeah, but I've got ADHD. Yeah, it's naturally going to be there, but it's about how do we do and work through that. The third thing I see businesses really struggling to survive is they treat their social media as a safety net. So they are so heavily reliant on Instagram stories, Instagram reels, Instagram posting that they don't have a website. Some people I've seen. So again, if they're, Instagram handle gets taken down, potentially they no longer have a business, right? I talk about like owning your own race course and owning your own real estate, you know, build your website, build your ecosystem so that no matter what, if you lost all your social media, you would still have a platform. SEO is a big strategy of mine. 40% of my traffic on any given month comes from organic search engine um, traffic. And again, I've done that deliberately because if all of my socials got taken down, 40 out of every 100 people are still going to find me. So yes, my business would take a hit, but I still would be viable, right? So they need to really stop treating social media like a safety net uh, because again, it compromises their survival right in business. And the last thing that I see over and over and over and over again is that um, just people just continue to do it alone. Don't want to ask for help. 
Again, Dr. Google mixed with the shiny object, going to YouTube, consuming more content, consuming more content, not taking action. Again, that lack of clarity, right? Like all these things come into the circle here of why businesses don't survive, but they do it alone. So they don't feel like they can invest in something, right? And I always find it funny because I see people buying organic raspberries and organic blueberries at $7 a tub. And I'm like, if your asses can buy organic blueberries and organic raspberries, you can afford $10 a day to work with me. I'm like, really? That's hashtag. But it comes down to people's priorities, right? Mm -hmm. And so I get that. But again, know that you have choice and you don't have to do it alone. All right. So again, you can... the. The women that I've seen to continue to do it alone by the time they get like those who've done it the longest are normally the ones that are closer to the brink of not surviving, right? Because they've pushed themselves three years, four years of just trying to do it alone. And again, that burnout, they're burnt, they're on the edge of that burnout, right? They're tired, they're exhausted. Um, they're almost just like when they when they come to me, they're like the, the crying I see, right? So it's again, those are my four kind of main things that I've seen is that lack of clarity, shiny object syndrome, aka underneath the mindset, treating social media as a safety net and continuing to do business alone when really there's so many options for you not to have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. oh, I couldn't agree anymore. Um, and even when you were talking to like social media to being a brand photographer, I'm constantly advising my clients too, that it's not just social media that you need to be out there and having your photos out there and marketing for your business. But there's so much more than that, right? There's, you know, your website, there's email campaigns, there's your blog on your website. There's so many different places to be in order to touch other people. And it's interesting how, you know, some people do set up almost like Instagram, I think, especially Instagram as like their website, you know, the only place yeah. that they do any sort of marketing. And recently one of my clients actually completely lost her Instagram and had yeah. to remake a new one. Um, so even thinking of that, it's just like, it's important to, realize that you need to be, you know, more across the board also, but then also asking for help. Like, I love how you mentioned that part too, because every time I have invested in myself and whether it's a coach, whether it's even having my own uh, photo shoot, whether it's a course that I take anything, I feel like I reach that next level of me and my next level of my business so much more quickly than if I were to just continue doing what it is that I'm doing. I feel like I just kind of stay at this flat level. Um, but once I make that investment, I feel like my, even just my brain, I feel like it's getting bigger. <laughs> so and it's so important. And it's funny you say that one of the quotes that I have is that when you pay, you pay attention, right? Mm. So even if it's only to go to a $10 event, because that's all you can afford, you're going to be a little bit more confident. You're going to be stepping into that version 2.0 of you, right? You, um, you smile a little bit more, right? But you also are paying attention. You're more likely to open up the emails to that event, right? You're more likely to show up on time. And the second thing that I'd say to that, like what you're talking about is, I believe the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. Mm. You start to transform into this different 
person, this different being. And like you said, you can feel it, right? Energetically, even if you can't name it, it's like, again, you're smiling more, you're more confident, you're whatever that it's, you're transforming. So again, I do think there's that essence of when you invest, you, when you pay, you pay attention and the transaction, uh, the transformation occurs when the transaction takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. Cause I've definitely feel like I've even attended maybe something free and I'm half paying attention, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if this is really catching my, so I'm maybe I could leave early, you know, but yeah. if you're actually paying into something, you feel like you're fully committed. And I think commitment is key, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so I'd love to actually continue talking about marketing as well. So I know something that you love to talk to is human to human marketing. So mm-hmm. I'd love it if you would be able to explain, you know, what that actually is and why do businesses need human to human marketing? I mean, human team and marketing, you hear a lot about B2B and B2C, and I think that's worked for so long, but I also think it's very 1980s. And what I find with B2B and B2C so often is that it's just uh, treating every, not every, that's not fair, but a large portion of businesses just treat every transaction as a transaction. They're forgetting that they're human beings behind these transactions, right? They're just chasing the next dollar. And I guess if that's what works for you, that's what your values are, whatever, but it doesn't typically end well because again, energetically, you're not in alignment with what you're doing. And eventually you're bus- you wonder why your business starts to kind of slow down or fade away, right? So for me, human to human marketing is ultimately the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. So it's it's not just about the transaction. It's like, what are, you, what are they feeling? What are they experiencing? How are they being treated like humans? An example that I use is when I was pregnant with my son many years ago, I remember I went to this beautiful Italian um, restaurant here in Brisbane and they made, I know they're Italian, but they, in the morning, they make these beautiful muffins that were like, seriously, like the size of my hand. And there was blueberry and raspberry and they would have a different flavor besides those but normal ones every day. And when I was pregnant, that's what I craved every single day was one of these muffins. And again, hashtag don't judge me, I can of Diet Coke. So I'd walk in and I would just spend my $5 on the muffin. Australia is very expensive for soft drinks. It's like $3.50 for a can of Diet Coke. Um, it's not hashtag Walmart. And so anyways, <laughs> we, um, we I'd walk in every day. And then eventually they, they were always nice. But then what happened was, is they're like, you know, good morning. And and it's funny because they look at everyone's credit card and they, they see what people's names are. And they always say, thank you so much, Angela. Have a nice day. And I thought, well, very interesting, right? Really taking the time to treat people like their own individual humans versus just that, Hey, have a great day. So I was already starting to know this experience and interaction with these, with this company, Tognini's is what it's called. And then as I started, you know, how is the pregnancy going? How far along? How many more weeks, you know, et cetera. And then obviously I had Finley and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, how's, how is Finley? How are you going? How are you coping? You know, all those things. And so it was just this real beautiful experience. Well, then I moved out of the neighborhood, but because of that experience and interaction, I continued to have with them. I still now years later, drive the 40 minute return trip to go get this damn muffin and a can of Diet Coke. And they actually put less fruit in their muffins than they used to, but I still love going there. You know, my kids have gone there since they were babies too. So it's almost like there's this essence of you feel at home when you're there, their prices have gone up, but I'm happy to pay for that because of the experience and interaction that I have with that brand. And so I encourage you to think about where are you having experiences and interactions with your own brand? Where are you having conversations? Because here's the thing, conversations 
equal connections. Add that together, it equals conversions. Mm. So for those people at that restaurant, they continue to have conversations with me. We continue to connect with not just like one same person, their entire staff was very much the same understanding of those core values and how they wanted that business for me to make people feel right. But guess what? I added up one day, and this is a couple of years ago, but I typically spent probably $15,000 on muffins and Diet Cokes. <laughs> Not to mention my time to drive the 40-minute return trip, right? When I could have literally just gone down the road two minutes from my house, got in the Canada Diet Coke for 250 because I also go there regularly and they're equally cool, and got in their muffin for less too, right? So I need businesses to think of it because here's the thing. Most recent studies, I mean, this fact, if there's anything that people take away, it's a very crazy statistic, is most recent studies have statistically concluded that your customers are human right? Mm-hmm. Your customers are human. Start treating them like human beings. So yeah. So I mean, listen, I, I can talk about human to human marketing for hours because I'm very passionate about businesses really infusing it because I also feel in a world where we are quote unquote so connected because of technology, etc., we are actually more disconnected than we have ever been in centuries. There is an essence of loneliness People no longer are heard. People are no longer seen. And it could be the grandmother that just bought their their kids this brand new thing. And she was just so excited to share with you that story or whatever, if you're at a market, right? Take the time to have conversations. And because again, and build those connections, because when you do conversions will happen, you will be profitable. But here's the thing is people are wanting the quick, immediate gratification. They're wanting a business to be so easy they're wanting to be a millionaire within the first year or I'm getting a lot of people at the moment which is bizarre yeah I want to hire you but I need to hire you just to like get everything set up because I don't actually want to work what I'm like I'm like I don't did I did I miss that brief like okay so you want me to sit up okay so you want a passive income I can get that but we're still gonna have to work to build your audience We're still going to have to work to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then we might be able to take the foot off the pedal a little bit, but there's still an essence of like, we still have to work. But again, the more people that continue to put these images of, you know, financial freedom, travel freedom, whatever, it's, that's not a true reflection. They, they didn't start there. Right. And I think that's what people, I think, think that that's where it is. And the last thing that I'll say about human to human marketing is when you treat your people like humans and allow that experience and interaction with your brand to do you mean infuse with them ultimately what you're doing is you're leading with value and this again is what i believe businesses are starting to lack and i also believe the old will become the new again all right i almost call it the lost art of human to human marketing because i think we've lost it but i believe it will start to come back but when i talk about leading with value there's no other book than the book called the go-giver by bob berg and john david Mann, who i think demonstrates it the best and they talk about pretty much about 
when you lead with value, you will inevitably become profitable, but it's going to probably take longer because to build human connections and infuse those interactions and experiences takes time. It's not a quick fix, right? But if you want to be in business long, this is the way to go. But the guys talk about the five laws of stratospheric success, and they talk about the first law, the law of value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give a given value than you take in payment. The second value is the law of compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. The third law is the law of influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. The fifth, or sorry, the fourth law is the law of authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And the fifth law is the, the is law of receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Again, it sounds almost very counterintuitive to what all the bro marketers and everything we're consuming is talking about, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell you, I have made hundreds of thousands and you know, over a million now dollars by leading with value first, by creating an experience and interaction and by treating my customers ultimately like humans, right? So yes. Mm -hmm. oh, man, I love all of that. And it all goes back, it reminds me of what I love to share with my clients all of the time is I always tell them, you know, you are your brand. And so mm -hmm. it's important to show your face, you know, and make that I always tell people humans love that human to human connection, right? They mm -hmm. love to see the person they're going to work with. Just like how you mentioned before about how you like to do your sales calls still. Like I find that to be super important because people want to see and hear from the person that they are going to be working with. Mm -hmm. I am all about energy. Like I love feeling out people's energy, just like how before we did the podcast, I had the podcast prep call, which is what I call it. And I do that because I want to feel out the person's energy before we're going to record. So I know mm -hmm. what to expect. We can be, you know, understand each other before we even jump into it. So I feel like showing up as your brand, whether that is getting up on Instagram stories or, you know, showing your face on Instagram, showing your face throughout your website, having the sales calls with people, getting outside and networking with people like in person, but showing up as your brand. And like, this is who I am. I feel like it's so important because you're also sharing your energy with people mm -hmm. and they're able to see, okay, is she the right person? Like, do, do I want to work with her? Do we share a similar energy? Do I vibe with her energy and vice versa? Because even as you are receiving clients, you don't necessarily want to work with everybody. Everybody is not meant to work with you. And 100%. so I feel like it's also the same where they have to see if they, if you like their energy too, and if you would be a good fit rather than just working with anyone. Mm -hmm. 100%. And I also think it comes down to, you know, understanding, I won't go too much into it because I'm not an expert in that particular element, but like, I'm, you know, the more this last year I've learned about my human design also, mm -hmm. I'm a projector. Projectors also like smaller, more intimate type groups. And it makes so much sense. Like I only take 10 one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, I'm already booked out till March, 2022 for that, because again, it's only 10, right? Mm -hmm. But it's high intimate. They can call me, they can text me, they can do whatever they need outside of our normal scope of meeting. My action takers mastermind, I only take 15 in there. And my accelerator program is we've got about 60 in there. And the max I would take in there is a hundred, right? Like 
you're not talking about like Amy Porterfield's $5,000 launches or 5,000 people launch, right? And that's okay because her she's probably a different human design than I am, right? So there's no wrong or right way. But also, again, I would say learning your human design will also help you to understand the importance of how you work, how you make decisions, why you tick the way you do. Um, so yeah, so just a little side note in there. But yeah, no, it's been amazing uh, learning that. And again, has really allowed me to um, position myself better and infuse even more experiences, interactions, because now I'm like, oh yeah, this, this makes sense. I'm a, you know, I'm a much smaller scale person because I prefer these intimate relationships. Yeah. And, you know, I think I'm a projector too. So now that you're saying that I'm like, that makes sense for myself too, because I'm the same way where like I do better in like smaller groups, or even if it's like one-on-one conversation versus being like in a bigger group of people and being able to speak up, um, or working with a smaller amount of clients, but doing like more work with them, like bigger photo shoots, things like that. Like that's where I thrive. So mm-hmm. if I am a projector, I'm going to have to look again. I'm going to, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I love that. I think it's so important. Are you a business owner who's having a hard time attracting your ideal clients? Are you feeling overwhelmed and have no idea where to start when it comes to marketing? Are you tired of taking photos for your business with your cell phone? That's why I put together my brand strategy and photography program. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their brands to the next level while attracting their sole clients. That's right, your sole clients. As a marketer and photographer, I help my clients find clarity within their brand, create strategic messaging, and help them represent their brands in the best light possible. This 12-week program does not just help you build your dream brand, but it also provides you with a whole collection of photos to support your marketing. So what are you waiting for? Let me help you feel confident in yourself and your brand. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at hello at CaitlinCasso.com and we'll get you started. So I'd love to ask, you know, I feel like you've already given so much advice and motivation, but I love asking this question anyway. Um, So if you could give like one piece of advice, motivation, or inspiration to someone who maybe feels like stuck or overwhelmed trying to figure out, you know, how it is to be a small business owner or what it is that they want to do, or just like being a small business owner in general, what would that be? I mean, listen, there's a few things I'd say, but ultimately that I would say is, you know, done is better than perfect. Uh, and so often, again, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially women, is we have this perfectionist tendencies. We've got OCD type characteristics, not all, but again, I've seen enough. I've worked with thousands of businesses. I can tell you there's a lot of common denominators, but done is better than perfect. You know, so if you're sitting in that startup stage, you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. Try it. Throw it out there test it, right? Uh, See if it works. If you're in growth or scale stage, same thing, like get that new, get the podcast up. You know, yes, you're going to look back and you're going to listen to that first podcast and you're going to cringe in five years from now, but you know what? Get it out there because when you choose to stay to stay stagnant when you choose not to do done is better than perfect then what you're also choosing is that you're choosing to not continue to help those people who need you in their world right Mm -hmm. so 
that done is better than perfect still allows you to have a voice, still allows you to make change for other people. It allows you to make a bigger impact in the world, whatever that looks like, right? So to me, is my advice of saying is, is your stock is just get it out there because there's so much that comes with being done is better than perfect. Once it's out to the world, regardless if it's a podcast, a new product, a new whatever, is data starts to come in. People are buying, people aren't. People are staying around longer. People aren't, right? People are commenting about this. People aren't. Um, and so, and once you start to have data, you can then start making better informed decisions on how you do things better and what do you keep and what do you take away. But without that data, you're flying blind. So again, I might think there would be is that this done is better than perfect. Mm, I love that. And something that I like to think about in regards to that too, is the fact that once you do finally go and you continue to grow, once you get to a certain point, you could also look back and see how much you've grown also. Mm -hmm. But if you never Mm -hmm. took that step to do it in the first place, then you'll never have that growth. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And asking yourself this question is like, it's like a quote, not a question, it's something along the lines, like, would you rather continue to be where you're at a year from now, or would you rather again, uh, have tried or something like mm-hmm. that? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, Oh my God. I mean, there's all days, no matter how much money you make or how long you've been this, you're like, Oh my God, do I keep going? And then you're like, no, it's just one of those days where you're either tired or you're whatever. And then I asked myself, Oh my goodness, Angela, do you want to be where you are a year from now? And I'm like, hell no. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm like, no, I'm like, okay, well, what do I have to do? choice action right Mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot about like manifesting I believe in manifesting and I believe that putting things out there to the universe and all that but you still have to take action Mm -hmm. you still have to you mean like you can't just sit there cross-legged and be like dear universe please send me my Ferrari tomorrow I mean that would be great because we'd all be dropping whatever it is that we want right but the reality of it is is you can ask the universe for whatever it is and start to put it out there but you still have to show up. You still have to do the yards to get you there. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that. Um, I think it's so, I love how you, you know, keep going back to the fact that like action and choice, I think that's so important for everyone to remember. And it's whether you are a business owner, whether you are not a business owner, either way, I think it's something that's important for everyone to remember just in life in general. Um, and actually that leads me to kind of my next question too, is, you know, where do you see yourself going from here? I love taking everyone through journey, you know, where you started, what you're currently doing, but do you have any like future plans that you're excited about or anywhere that you see yourself going from here? I mean, my word for 2022 has already been decided and I'm about to have my own brand photo shoot and we've got plaques made that say, but my word of this year was ease. And I do believe I've accomplished that. It was having more ease in my business, streamlining things better, uh, slowing down more, all of that, right? So ease and I think that, but next year my word is impact. And it's not just collectively more impact in the business, but it's also more impact with my health, right? So again, working with a personal trainer to make sure that again, I continue to be healthy as I kind of hit this perimenopausal phase where, you know, again, if I don't start doing that, the you know, the weight will carry it. And it's not a weight from a place, please hear me out. It's not about looking, do you know what I mean? Trim and hot. It's about still being able to run with my kids. It's about, you know, doing all these things. And I'm not an overweight person, but I've already started to see with these shift in hormones. So for me is I need to be able to make a bigger impact with my health and I can't do that alone. So again, asking for health, but also impact. I, I have a huge 
push to be able to get more wealth into the hands of women. So next year, again, well, I will continue that again. What do I need to do, whether or not it's produce more content on my podcast, my blogs, or continue to fly internationally now that we're back open for different keynotes. But it's ultimately how can I get more um, assistance uh, to, to others, uh, specifically women who are more likely to fail in business than men in order to get that wealth into their hands. So yeah, and the last thing is that we'll be starting to work. We've started talking with the lawyers already, but we'll go more into is this. I'll be opening up a sister business, which will be a foundation. Um, and there's two things there. One, to be able to give back to those with a variety of different things, mental health, domestic violence, et cetera. But also it will, the more money I make too, the more that I can put in, but also it's another great way in strategic way uh, that I'll be able to reduce the, the overall taxes, right? So if I can go here in Australia and I can donate, then to me, it's a win-win for not only me, but more importantly, all these people that need help. So, you know, starting small, I mean, I don't have tens of thousands of millions of dollars, but you don't need tens of thousands of million dollars to start making change. So that will kind of be where, where we're going. And, and I, I wouldn't have been able to start looking at impact and things like that until I am where I am. And again, that's the whole essence of divine timing. The universe is giving me what I can handle and what I need because I've been in growth stage and scale stage in my business, right? And now that I'm there, I now am able to, right, start looking at a bigger impact. You know, I've always donated and done those things, never wait, but it's the bigger impact. So yeah, so that's where we'll be heading for uh, 2022. Yeah, awesome. Oh, that sounds so amazing. And I'm so excited to follow along too and and watch it all happen. It's so exciting. Thank you for sharing Thanks. all of that. Thanks. Awesome. And something that I love to ask every one of my guests, as you know, a big theme of the podcast is about getting out of your comfort zone. So everybody experiences moments of having to get out of their comfort zone, sometimes something small, sometimes something a little bigger. So what usually helps you push yourself to get out of your comfort zone, no matter what the situation is? I mean, again, I would I would say that probably what pushes me and strives is really for me is that, you know, it, how can I make a bigger impact and ensure that people are getting wealth, right? So I always go back to again, if I can do this, if I can get up on stage, if it's a comfort thing, if I can if I can do this and help a handful of people, well, then that's what I need to do because it's not just about me; it's about others too. And I and I would say a, a close second or first, I don't know which one is that. I continue to do what I do and push past my comfort zones because of breaking generational patterns within my family. So, you know, a prime example is generational patterns with wealth and money. Uh, you know, my parents have filed bankruptcy twice. None of our, my family collectively over the years have had money. They've always kind of struggled. And ultimately the other transgenerational thing there is, is that, you know, my grandmother didn't talk to her mother, my mom didn't speak to my grandmother, I don't speak to my mother, now I have a daughter. So it's also about really, you know, what kind of motivates me and drives me is ensuring that that relationship with my daughter um, continues. So those would probably be the two things, the wealth and breaking generational wealth patterns and generational relationship patterns. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so important to, you know, know what it is that you want and understanding that it might be a little difficult in order to get there. It might get uncomfortable, but in the end you have the bigger picture in mind of what it is and you will do what you need in order to get there. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. And now before we move on to the fast five, is there anything that you wanted to talk to that we didn't get to mention at all today? 
I mean, no, I think we covered a lot of the main kind of key things that I like to talk about mental health. I mean, again, with eight people taking their life every single day here in Australia, it's eight too many. And just those gentle reminders that, again, if you had a heart attack, you're going to pick up the phone and call the ambulance. If you break your arm, you're going to go get a cast on it. If you chip your tooth or have a filling, you're going to go to the dentist. So it should be no different that if your mental health, you are struggling with your mental health, that, again, go and get that done. I'd also remind people about the importance of sleep and rest. Sleep and rest is one of the most powerful things that you can do, but yet people ignore it and think they can run on very few hours. So again, being mindful about rest, uh, choice, taking responsibility for your life, right? And always leading with value. I think we pretty much covered the majority of that. Yeah. Awesome. I, I know that I am leaving this podcast feeling very inspired and motivated myself. So I know that everybody else is going to too. So thank Yay. you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> And so for the fast five segment, I will ask you a question and you could answer with either a word or a phrase that first comes to mind. Okay. Yep. All right. So the first question is what helps you find inner confidence? Uh, I mean, yeah, wealth, you know, like getting wealth in the hands of women. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What or who inspires you? What or who inspires me? I'm just gonna think. there's so many but what came to mind I mean I would say uh my children yeah breaking mm -hmm. down those generational wealth patterns I love that it's awesome what is a hobby that you have outside of your business listen if I'm honest I don't and this is something that throws people a lot right because I've had this question asked before the, and I know you're running single answers, but it's very, I need to explain this. I feel mm -hmm. is that there is a push for hobbies. I find like, dude, I don't want to freaking make candles. <laughs> I don't want to learn how to do art. And if you ever see me running a marathon, you know, something's significantly gone wrong with me. All right. Because that's not me. And so I've actually had to learn to give myself permission over the years to not have this hobby because I actually love just reading business books. Right. I love doing that. And so for me, like I just, this is my zone. This is what lights me up. And because it lights me up, I can, I, I, I don't have this like hobby that others might have. Right. So uh, of course I love to travel. I mean, that's like, you know, if I, would I call it a hobby? Not necessarily, but yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately I don't have a hobby, like a classic hobby that would probably be looked upon as a classic hobby. Mm -hmm. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I get that answer often <laughs> because yeah. I feel like that's what it like, especially when interviewing entrepreneurs, it's like, um, I've, or some people like myself turned their hobby into their business. So sometimes it's like, I maybe need to find a new hobby. I don't like, mm -hmm. I just love what I do. So here we are. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I also believe again, that the universe will give you what you need. If I need to go and make candles one day, I'm assuming the universe will present to me on social media or on a Facebook ad candle making, and I might be inclined to go and do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, like I'm just doing my thing, loving my time and yeah, just do it again. If you want a hobby, great. But if you don't want a hobby, great too. Like, you know, there, there's no wrong or right. I'd say mm -hmm. you don't have to force it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now as a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? I mean, I, teacher comes to mind, but I can't necessarily say that there was something that I was going around to my parents. I mean, I used to play teacher all the time, so I don't know, but I don't 
ever remember the words coming out of my mouth this is what I want to do um but yeah teachers what's coming to mind mm-hmm. well now it also kind of makes sense so <laughs> right, yes yeah lots of teaching yes right <laughs> And then, so for this question, I love asking this because of being a photographer. So if you could capture one specific moment that represents your life through photograph, what would it be? I mean, I think it would have to be something like me on stage speaking to women, but having my kids like at the back of the room. I think that's what it would be because again, and then them through the eyes of them going, Oh, this is what a successful woman looks like. So that's what mm. I'd probably say. Yeah. I like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. You're welcome. And thank you so much for being on my podcast. I am leaving here feeling very inspired and motivated. So mm. I appreciate it a lot myself. And I'm sure that all of my listeners are feeling the same way also. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.